Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. I hope that everyone's week is going great. I hope that you're making it through the day. We're so close to the weekend. Hold on to that. I know that I definitely am. This upcoming weekend in particular, I am so excited. I'll just get right into it. What's new with me? I'm going to LA for one of my friend's weddings. I'm so, so excited. The last time that I was there was for her engagement party. And that feels like it was forever ago. So we're leaving this Friday. We're staying with my brother. I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see so many friends that I haven't seen in so long. And of course, cannot wait to celebrate my friend. I love having something to look forward to. I know that we all do. It just makes it a little bit easier to get through the week. This week, though, it hasn't been half bad. A little busy, but I feel like they kind of all are. This past weekend, though, was actually really fun because we were dog-sitting, which we have never done for a dog that is not our own. But it was actually really nice to have a dog here. It made the place feel so homey. It also broke up the normal routine, which is always just kind of nice to do something a little bit fresh, a little bit fun, a little bit different. We ended up going to an outdoor brunch spot where he could be with us. We went to a park. We went on a bunch of walks. Very fun definitely makes me want a dog here but also it's a big responsibility so not really trying to rush into that decision of course if we do ever get a dog you guys will definitely know and that process will be so fun to share in due time guys in due time that's really all that's new with me a very well-rounded week behind me and an exciting weekend up ahead so without further ado Let's get into the rest of this episode, starting off with what's hot this week. First story coming from adweek.com. Liquid Death doles out six-figure endorsement to a pro football hydration assistant. The subversive canned water brand celebrates an unsung hero of the sidelines. Already, this headline is super interesting to me. There are so many brands that do endorsements with pro athletes but a hydration assistant? Let's hear more about this. Adweek writes, Travis Paulson isn't a household name, yet, but maybe he should be since his sideline skills are unparalleled, and without him, the Gridiron Warriors of the Indianapolis Colts might die of dehydration. Paulson is not a water boy, according to Liquid Death. He's a, quote, hydration assistant, and he's now landed a six-figure endorsement deal from the brand as it plants a flag in mainstream professional sports. That is crazy. Six figures for this guy. I feel like he probably never thought that something like this would happen for him. Because as a hydration assistant, I don't think that you assume that you're going to get deals coming your way. So congratulations for this opportunity, Travis Paulson. Adweek dives into the brand a bit more, saying... The marketing push, while retaining the brand's trademark snark and long-running, quote, murder-your-thirst message, centers on its $100,000 sponsorship of Paulson. The Indiana resident stars in a dramatic Nike-style commercial called Not a Water Boy that ends with the tagline, Be like Travis, just murder it. Liquid Death, with deep roots in action sports and blood ties to Tony Hawk, has only dabbled in football. If sending a, quote, practicing witch to rig the Super Bowl counts as a toe in the water. 
the new campaign opens up potentially fertile areas for brand ambassadors, commercial fodder, and distribution agreements. Signing a major pro player, though, wasn't necessarily in the cards. According to Andy Pearson, the brand's vice president of creative, the brand wanted to, quote, be smarter than others that, quote, throw a lot of cash at top athletes to endorse their products, whether it makes sense or not. He further said that we knew that athletes aren't the only superstars in pro football who deserve six-figure contracts and big-budget commercials. So it seemed obvious we should look to the hardworking people behind the scenes who keep athletes hydrated but never get any recognition. To find the best of the best, Liquid Death held a hydration assistance scouting combine, modeled after the NFL's renowned week-long talent showcase. The 10 competitors came from college and pro football teams around the country. The brand put its own stamp on traditional drills for speed, agility, accuracy, and style, creating 40-yard dashes while holding open cans of liquid death and vertical leaps. Paulson emerged as the top hydration assistant, successfully bench-pressing cases of liquid death and running obstacle courses with water-laden hand trucks. Paulson will work with the brand for the next year, and Liquid Death plans to launch a namesake, quote, pro model performance towel as a consumer swag item. And the brand ended up signing every competitor to an endorsement deal with a lesser payout. Pearson said, We just like supporting things we love. We've done it for years with music, art, action, sports, and comedy. We figured it was time to have some fun with football. If we do more, it'll be on our own teams and not mindlessly putting our name on a stadium. Although the Liquid Death Dome does have a nice ring to it. What a cool campaign, taking something that is similar and in the same realm of things that have been done time and time again, but putting your own spin on it, highlighting somebody that never gets highlighted. And there's a very clear comedic element to this that I feel like people are going to respond to. I think it's great. I think the competition element of it is so funny. And I love that the other competitors also got endorsements. I feel like this guy, Travis Paulson, he's going to get some fame out of this. I feel like it's kind of similar to flow for progressive commercials. Whenever you have a person kind of being a mascot, especially for a year-long campaign, people get accustomed to seeing them in commercials. If they like them, if the campaign goes well... Maybe Travis has a potential opportunity to extend this past a year, reach the level of stardom that Flo has. We will see, but I'm very excited to see what content comes out of this. And now also, what other campaigns Liquid Death has up their sleeves. Because this idea, I feel like, is a great one. Very unique, but also very familiar. And personally, I've never tried Liquid Death, but I gotta be honest, this campaign, kinda making me wanna try, so I guess it's already working. Alright guys, next up for what's hot, a very random niche story, but personally, I'm very invested in this. According to HypeBay.com, Haichu is discontinuing its green apple flavor. Okay, first off, I want to say, if you have never had the candy Hi-Chew before, H-I-C-H-E-W, you guys need to have this candy. Stop what you're doing. Well, don't stop listening. You can still listen while you do this. 
go to a store, pick up some high chews. You're not going to regret it. They're the most chewy, delicious candy. I'm a huge candy fan. I love anything and everything. And they're one of my favorites. So I feel like that's saying a lot. But anyways, let's get into the details of this. Haichu is retiring its iconic green apple flavor following its original launch in 1982. Hype says, Japanese confectioner Morinaga will stop production of the flavor by the end of the month. The decision comes after the company's continued rollout of new varieties and flavors. The announcement was made in a YouTube video narrated by anime voice actor Tomokazu Sugita. In the clip, the green apple haichu says goodbye to the strawberry flavor. Strawberry, the truth is, I've gone out of production. Thank you for everything you ever did for me. I don't know if that means that strawberry was the original flavor or if strawberry was just carrying the pack, which honestly I would not be surprised by that. I feel like everyone's favorite flavor for anything is usually strawberry. But you guys, I gotta say, I am a huge fan of green apple. And why I picked this story, it wasn't just because I love high chews. It's also because I feel like across the board, companies are getting rid of their green apple flavors. I know that this article said it's because other new flavors are coming out, but that was an original flavor. And I feel like people like green apple more than they like lime. And I don't know if they have a lime flavor, but I mentioned that because Skittles got rid of their green apple flavor to go back to the original lime. And when that happened, it was crazy to me. Don't you guys feel like people gravitate more towards green apple than lime? Is that just me? Are my taste buds more aligned with green apple? I don't know, but I'm very upset with this news, just as I was very upset with the Skittle news. They're taking away all good things green. And the Skittle situation in particular, I remember I knew that it was happening, but I hadn't bought Skittles in a while, and I picked up a pack of Skittles. I went for the green right away because honestly, sometimes I like the green apple over the red. So I picked up a green Skittle, I ate it, and I was immediately disappointed. I remembered the news, and I found out that it was too late for me to ever have a green apple Skittle in a regular packet ever again devastating and now the same thing is happening for haichu so i don't know if they're already off the shelves i would not be surprised these things happen very very quickly if you guys don't care about green apple at all then you're in luck because all their other flavors are really really good but i do have to mention that i personally like the originals more than the special flavors that's just my two cents if anyone that works at haichu is listening don't forget about the ones that love the green apple. We're sad. Like I said, very niche story, but go out and buy your high chews regardless. That strawberry flavor, it will definitely get you on board. Alright guys, that's it for what's hot, so let's get right in to what's good. I have a movie recommendation. It is a movie that came out in 2019, but it is still good. I still love it. I've only seen it once before, but I watched it again this past Sunday, and it reminded me how good it is. And then I thought to myself, I don't remember if I've recommended this movie on this podcast or not, but even if I did, 
it would have been a while, so I feel like recommending it twice is not a bad thing. Because if you haven't seen it, you definitely should. Especially if you like movies, like Moneyball, like The Social Network, like The Founder, anything that's quote a smart businessy type movie that's based on a true story. If that's your genre, like you guys know, is definitely the genre that I love, then this movie could also be for you. And the movie is Ford v. Ferrari. Here's your summary. American automotive designer Carol Shelby and fearless British race car driver Ken Miles battle corporate interference, the laws of physics, and their own personal demons to build a revolutionary vehicle for the Ford Motor Company. Together, they plan to compete against the race cars of Enzo Ferrari at the 24-hour Le Mans in France in 1966. The leads are Matt Damon and Christian Bale. I love watching them act together. They have such a great balance, such a great dynamic, so much talent between the two of them. Just really enjoyable to watch on screen. And this movie focuses on a sport that I feel like has kind of resurfaced a bit. Race car driving. I know that Formula One on Netflix is incredibly popular. I have not seen it yet, but it is definitely on my list. But if you're interested right now in race driving content, then maybe this movie is one to bring back for you. And like I said, if you haven't seen it, it's such a fun watch. It's not just about the sport. It's also about relationships, about business, about passions, about feeling like you have to do something in your life, a distinct calling. Really fun watch. You can see it for yourself on Amazon Prime. Alright guys, next up for what's good, I have some products to recommend. Two in particular, they're both hair products. And before I tell you what they are, I just have to say that it takes a lot for me, not necessarily to buy new products, but to actually incorporate them into my routine. That's a challenging thing for me, to stray away from what I do on the day-to-day, even if it is just a product. So these two items I have been using nearly every day, which with that background that I just shared, I hope that you guys can know that these two I'm actually really loving right now. And I bought them, I want to say, like two or three months ago, but I waited to share specifically because of that. Because I feel like a lot of times I'll buy a product and if it's not already a tried and true for me, it takes a while for me to know if I'm actually going to really love it and continue to use it. So both of these have withstood the test of time, so I'm sharing them. The first one, and this is the one that I actually am using daily, it is Olaplex Number 6 Bond Smoother. It is a leave-in reparative styling cream, reduces frizz, nourishes, and protects. And then on the back, it says concentrated leave-in smoothing cream, excellent for all hair types, including colored and chemically treated hair. It strengthens, nourishes, and moisturizes, speeds up blow-dry time while smoothing, reduces frizz and flyaways for up to 72 hours, and it's vegan and color safe. Like I said, I am a creature of habit. So I have very rarely changed up the products that I use specifically for a styling or protective hair product. 
but this product you guys is one that you should absolutely buy when i tell you it makes my hair so smooth feel so good smell delicious this smell is so good i wish you guys could smell it through the microphone right now if nothing else before even trying this product i swear go to sephora open a bottle smell it it's gonna sell itself also with this a little goes a long way so while it's a small bottle and kind of expensive maybe for the size it's about 30 dollars I feel like it's totally worth the investment because it lasts. You don't need to put a ton in your hair. Even on the directions it says, apply a very small amount to damp or dry hair. Also that too, I love that I can put it on my damp hair, my dry hair. I don't have to wait for it to be dry or I don't have to wash it right before use. It's perfect and it is the only product that I have tried from Olaplex. But I gotta say, with how much I love this, it has definitely made me want to try more. So again, it's called Olaplex Number no. 6 Bond Smoother. Highly, highly recommend. Alright guys, and the next hair product that I have is kind of a fun one. Maybe one that you wouldn't use every single day, but if you wanted to, you absolutely could. Depending on what hairstyle you wanted that day. This is from the brand Way, spelt O-U-A-I, and it is the Wave Spray, Spray Undulation. This is another one that smells delicious. I have to say, something that I have found with Wave Spray is that it tends to work a lot better if your hair is already wavy, or if you have already used a heat tool to wave it, or you put your hair in braids and take them out. And then use this, I feel like it's a nice product that's not hairspray that will make your waves stay a bit longer. I will say though, similar to hairspray, it does have a little bit of a stick to it. The stickiness in hairspray is way, way more, but it does have a little bit of something to it. But I have to say the stickiness feels a bit more like what it would feel like if you got out of the ocean. You know, like a bit more natural, not as synthetic as hairspray. So I've been loving this. It is such a simple, small product. You can put it in your purse. You can travel with it. I love it, and I feel like it is definitely one that I would repurchase. Also, the packaging for both of these items that I just shared are so incredibly cute. Simple designs, straight to the point. I absolutely love them. You can find both of these products at Sephora, nice and easy, or of course, you can go on their individual websites and purchase directly from them. Check them out. I don't think you guys are going to be disappointed. All right, guys, and last up for what's good, your song for this week, Youngin' in Love by Ingrid Michaelson. So good, so cute. I love listening to it, and you can listen to it too on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good, on Spotify. Alright guys, let's round out this episode with Need to Know Basis. The topic this week was very much inspired by two things. One, like I told you guys in the What's New section, this past weekend we dog sat, which led to a bit of a shakeup of our routine. And the second thing that inspired this is something that we literally just talked about in the what's good section. 
which is that I ventured out of using my normal products and found two new items that I love enough to recommend to you guys. Both of those things really got me thinking about the idea of stepping outside of the norm. And I mean that in a really broad sense. From stepping outside of what you do on the weekends, to how your work week looks, to the products that we use, there's something about embracing freshness that has kind of excited me a bit recently. And maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, Emma, those things that you stepped outside the norm of, they're not that big. They're actually pretty little. But that actually is kind of what leads to my excitement. The smallness of these fresh things. I think a lot of times we think about change as big. Monumental. But sometimes it feels really good to shake things up in really small ways. Find new things to love. Find new things to do. And like I said, when I was talking about these products, I am for sure a creature of habit. And even though I step outside of that sometimes, you guys hear about new things that I love, new things that I've tried, it's hard for me to convince myself why I should. If I already have things that work really well for me, or I do things that fit really nicely into my schedule, why change it? Finding reasoning for that question is definitely challenging for me sometimes. But it's funny because I feel like once I do make small changes, I like the fact that I made those changes. I like the fact that I tried something new. I like the fact that I found a new product. I think it can be really good for certain things. And some things I will say I do keep the same for very specific reasons. Like skincare in particular, it's really hard for me to stray away from what I use because what I use works and skin in particular can be very sensitive to change. But for things like hair products or clothing items or doing something different on the weekend that you might not normally do, it's good to keep things fresh. Because it allows you to actually see if there's products or activities that you really like, that you wouldn't have ever otherwise known that you do if you didn't venture out from your norm. And if convincing yourself to try small changes is something that you struggle with too, I think something that can really help is to remind yourself that you can always go back to the things that you usually use and the things that you usually do. These things are so little, and that's the great thing about it. Remind yourself just how little they are. I feel like if we really think about it, changing small things like that or adding small things into your life, it's really just fun and it gives you the opportunity to figure out what you do and what you don't like on a very manageable scale. Keep things fresh no matter how small. In my experience, thus far at least, it tends to make life a bit more interesting. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have a great rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Remember to have a fresh take on fresh. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 